This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Hey everybody, it's Greg Bedard here with sort of a special edition of the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles. Uh, no Nick, just me. Uh, just a little bit of time after the news broke that Nikhil Harry is requesting a trade from the Patriots. And and mostly I just wanted to repost our Nikhil Harry conversation from the 53-man roster uh, podcast about the offense. Uh, but I thought I would say a few words on this uh, at the top. Um, number one, let's just go over the news. So uh, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network uh, got the request from Nikhil, Air- Nikhil Harry's agent. Uh, his name is Jamal Tucson. And the statement reads, for the past several months, I have been working in cooperation with the Patriots behind the scenes to put a plan in place to now to allow Nikhil to thrive in New England. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, I, I let me just say in an aside, I don't really... In my time covering the Patriots, let me just say it this way. In my time with the Patriots, I think the Patriots have tried to make it work with everybody. And they certainly have something at stake with Nikhil Harry being a first-round pick, uh, that he's only going into his third year. Also that... Uh, he's Bill Belichick's only first-round draft pick as a wide receiver. So uh, the, the Patriots have a vested interest in Nikhil Harry being successful. So yeah, I, I don't know what kind of plan they need, but anyways, back to the statement. Through two seasons, he has 86 targets, which obviously hasn't met expectations the Patriots and Nikhil had when they drafted a dominant downfield threat who was virtually unstoppable at the point of attacking college. Another side, it was the Pac-12. Everyone's unstoppable in the Pac-12. They don't play defense in the Pac-12. Following numerous conversations with the Patriots, I believe it's time for a fresh start and best for both parties if Nikhil moves on before the start of training camp. That is why I am informed the Patriots today. I am a, I am formally requesting a trade on behalf of my client. Nikhil understands a key ingredient to production is opportunity. He will continue to work hard to develop and refine his craft after missing a large portion of his rookie year to injury. Another side, so he has 86 targets and his agents basically is admitting that his rookie year was a wash. So 86 targets in basically a season and a half and one being washed out by injury, the other one being washed out by COVID. To me, that sounds, you know, not bad. Okay. Uh, back to the statement, his draft day ex- expectations for his NFL career have not changed. We are confident confident success is just around the corner for him and will aggressively pursue it. Uh, Okay, so they had their say. Um, Here are my main points on this. Number one, I don't understand the timing of this. It's it's second week in July. Nothing has happened in nearly a month around the Patriots. So it's not like Nikhil Harry's been hanging out with Bill Belichick or hanging around and and somebody told him, yeah, um, Nikhil, you're sixth on the draft, uh, the depth chart entering training camp. That's just not the way the Patriots operate. Uh, the Patriots go in there and you, you get what you deserve. You get what you earn from the Patriots. And if he's sixth on the depth chart, that's what he's earned. It, also, this is coming off of uh, 
offseason, minicamp. It's teaching. There's no competition yet. Even Belichick has said that that competition doesn't really start until camp. And I would say it's not until the second week of camp. So I don't really understand the timing of it. Um, this, to me, from covering the league after years, and I'm not saying this is what happened with Nikhil, but I've seen this happen with other players. Let me put it that way. Um, history tells me when players are disgruntled in the offseason, that means they've been around their people, their friends, their family, their agents, and all of them think that it, it, that they are being done wrong by somebody. That is not their fault that they are uh, you know, not a pro bowler, not a star, not getting mega endorsement deals, not, not on their way to a mega contract. Um, it's always somebody else's fault. It's never the player's fault. Um, so the timing is curious to me. Um, number two on this, um, look, Nikhil Harry had, he had 12 catches as a rookie. He had 33 last year. That would, if you're going incrementally, that would put him on pace for about 50 receptions this year or more. That's not bad. Is it first round production? No, I understand the frustration with that, but it's still good, solid production. And maybe he was overdrafted. That's not Nikhil's fault. Uh, so I don't understand the, um, the, the five alarm fire for them to request a trade right now. But the biggest thing is, look, I think, I think the wide receiver position for the Patriots is wide open. Um, did Nikhil Harry light the world on fire in, in the offseason practices that I saw? No. Uh, did he have trouble getting off coverage? Yes. But as we've talked about in other podcasts, there are other ways around that. Uh, also, I think that I think that the, the, the competition was wide open, that anything could happen come camp. Yes, they gave a lot of money to Nelson Aguilar. He's going to play. He got a lot of money. Kendrick Bourne got $5 million a year. It's not huge money, um, certainly not anything that would uh, really force the Patriots to play him more than a first-round draft pick. Uh, so I thought that – I think that Nikhil has had the opportunity to go earn playing time and go earn a job. Um, and what, to me here – and again, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what the conversations have been. But unless the Patriots have told them, dude, you suck, you don't have a chance, then to me, this reeks of Nikhil Harry being a quitter. It's wide open for him. Look, his freshman year was injury, and Tom Brady didn't, didn't really care for him. Okay? We got it. He comes back last year. COVID is going on. All right? We all know it was different. The offseason was different. It was, it was a killer for a kid going into his second year to go through that, to boot a new quarterback. Now there's two new quarterbacks, basically, in Cam Newton and Mac Jones. But this was the first time Nikhil Harry has really had a full offseason as a professional football player. And for him to say, I want to trade right now, before at least going to camp, competing, and seeing where he is, to me, it reeks of him quitting on the team, on the team that drafted him in the first round, on his teammates, on Cam Newton, who, from all I've been told from people inside the building, has been one of Nikhil Harry's biggest champions inside the building, has been pumping him up, has, has taken him under his wing. Um, I think he calls him Doughboy. I think that that's his nickname for him. Sorry, I don't keep up on nicknames. 
But for him, for Nikhil Harry, to, knowing all of that, knowing the circumstances in his very young career, he's this is just his third year, we all understand the circumstances, and some of us, including me, have been willing to give him additional chances because it hasn't been a normal first two years for anybody in the pros. And for Nikhil Harry to not even be in camp and competition and seeing where he is. And I can understand, I can understand him making this trade request request if we're in the second or third week of camp or in the preseason, he's not playing in the preseason. He's not getting chances in practice. I understand that, but for him to request a trade right now, after an off season of teaching his first real off season in the NFL and not even competing in camp. I'm sorry. I don't like it. It's not a good look for him. And if this is the way he's going to conduct himself, the Patriots made an egregious error making him a first-round pick. They did not understand his makeup, and they need to cut bait with him. And I wouldn't—I don't know what they're going to get for him trade value. I would say they'd be lucky to get a second-round pick. I think it's more like a third, fourth, maybe a fifth with a um, you know a, a later-round pick uh, contingent on what have you. But it's just, it's not a good look. And if this is the way he wants to conduct himself, then the Patriots absolutely should show him the door, move on, learn their lessons again at the quarterback position in drafting, and go to work. All right, let's jump to the receiver spot. The 53-man average again, right around four and a half. Uh, I, I think nobody would be surprised with the top here with Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. I think everybody agrees those are the top three guys. The rest is pretty interesting. So you have Gunnar Oshevsky as the fourth guy at the wide receiver spot. And then you have Nikhil Harry getting traded. Uh, first, let's start with Harry. What have you seen from him, Greg, during camp? Do you feel better about him in any kind of way? I know that he's reportedly lost some weight. He might look a little bit quicker. Uh, that depends on who you read on Twitter and, and how that guy feels about Harry. Mm -hmm. But your general thoughts on Harry and why you have him on the trading block. My general thoughts on Harry is that um, I think he's improved a little bit. Um, I I have liked what I've seen out of him with the ball in his hand after the catch. Uh, the problem with him is getting to the catch. Yeah. Um, do I necessarily think that this offense and what they've asked of him have been um, the ideal for Nikhil Harry to maximize his skill set. Uh, I don't think so. I think that, and really, Nick, you know, I I wanted to see more of Nikhil Harry. So on my initial fifty-three man, where I think I ended up with like fifty-eight guys on the roster, um, <laughs> I had Nikhil Harry on the roster. I wanted to see more, and. I was hoping that he would sort of be a uh, – he would – I think they need to – and I'm sort of over the tight end thing. I know you and I have talked about that last year. Uh, but I think he's a big slot. I mean, there's no reason why Nikhil Harry, with his physical tools, can't, get, can't be a poor man's, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, at the end of their careers, you know, when they slow down a little bit, there's no reason why Nikhil Harry can't do that. And so I would like to see them do that with him more. And that's, that would be my ticket to him making the 53 man. But as of right now, and, and, you know, this isn't really a question, but 
So Monty twenty two one three says because I, I did a my Sunday notebook was taking stock where the Patriots rookies are after offseason practices, and I think one of my nickel packages was about Nikhil Harry, and I said I don't know why people love the dump on Nikhil Harry. The dude is always trying, and it's not his fault the Patriots drafted him in the first round. But I thought he had a solid camp. I don't think he needs to move to tight end quite yet. Um, I, I, I patriot former Patriot brief Patriot. Uh, former uh, Patriot uh, Jordan Matthews is attempting to do just that. But I would really like to see the Patriots invest some real time in camp trying to make Harry a big slot. This is like we talked about. He has a chance to do that. I could see him being a ladder Anquan Bolden or Larry Fitzgerald. So Monty 21-3 says, he gives me my quote, I don't know why people love the dump on Nikhil Harry, says one of the guys who has done more dumping on Nikhil Harry than almost anyone. I love you, Greg, but this comment made me laugh a bit. How many reporters have the balls to ask a player why they aren't as good as uh, other players taken at their position in the draft? He gives a YouTube clip. He says he gives another clip where you where you actually say that they should bulk him up and move him to tight end. And then there's another clip that I haven't watched. Um, so my, I wanted to give my response to that. So my response is there's a difference between being um, a, a fair and objective journalist where I'm covering a team and asking questions than dumping on a guy. When I, when I, when I say dumping, I'm more talking about the sports talk show radio hosts, you know, people who, you know, like my buddies with Felger mass who have been all over to kill Harry and basically call him a bum and he's terrible. And he's this and that, like there's a difference. Me asking Nikhil Harry, it's a legitimate question that I asked him, which is why do you think, you haven't been as successful as some of the other receivers in his draft class, including guys who were taken a lot of, uh, later than him. That's a legitimate question. That's not a criticism. I'm not dumping on him. That's a fact. And I'm trying to get his response. I'm trying to get him to say, like, you know, give give us a reason. Uh, you know, I had trouble with the, with the playbook as a rookie. Um, Tom wasn't welcoming to me as a rookie. And then where I say – where you actually say that they should bulk him up and move him to tight end. How is that dumping on Nikhil Harry? I'm trying to find – I think he's a good football player. I think there's a good football player in there, and I'm trying to find a place where he can be a good football player. It's obviously not an X or Z receiver in the Patriots offense. That's not working for him. So I think I am totally entitled to say that I was not one of the guys dumping on Nikhil Harry. You know, I'll leave it up to you, Nick, as the unbiased observer, sort of third party. Um, if you think I was being that I was dumping on Nikhil Harry with any of those comments, but I think I was just being fair, objective, and critical, but not being not not dumping on him. I think it's a fine line, and and people, you know, what happens is now, and and I'm not going to go too long on this because it's a yep. whole philosophical thing. And if I had six beers in me, I'd tell you for two hours how I feel about this. <laughs> but it's it's the idea of like media, and everybody kind of just throws the media into one bucket, mm-hmm. and it, it it keeps getting done. And ESPN having, you know, people that are personalities slash news people. Uh, you know, you've got Adam Schefter, who's one of the best NFL insiders, I think the best NFL insider, but he's also being thrown out there to do opinion now. And, and so what happens is it all kind of just gets jumbled up. It's one big bowl of jambalaya. 
So people have a tough time. And I, I don't blame the people I, because, you know, they're not taught journalism classes and they're, they they don't get the the, the minutiae in, in what's different from being a journalist in, in writing versus being a talk show host, because now those worlds are blended. I mean, you're even on Felger and Maz, and at times you have to give your opinion. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think it's tough for people to differentiate when Greg Bedard has the journalist hat on and the Felger and Maz hat on, and he's asked by Felger, hey, give me your opinion on, uh, opinion on this. And we know Felger's just going to keep grilling you until you have an opinion, yep. damn it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the issue. I think when people write and they have the journalist hat on like you do, yes, you're, you're, you're giving your thoughts objectively about the player in this system. You're not talking about him, big picture, who he is, does he suck, does he not suck. You're talking about the team that you are covering. That is your job. I agree with you about Nikhil Harry. You know, I think Harry's a good football player. I think he is not on the right team. I think the team mm-hmm. has not deployed him in the right way. I think the quarterback play, even going back to Brady, when Brady did not trust him after he got hurt his rookie season, I think the quarterback play has also castrated Harry's ability to make some plays. And I think if if you put him on another team and they use him correctly, he's going to be a good football player. The other thing is he will never, uh, you know, justify the first round pick. So you, you put all of that together. He was picked in the first round. He doesn't produce like a first rounder. He was probably picked by the wrong team. He's been utilized in the wrong way, and he has not had great quarterback play. You put all of that together, and I'm not excusing some of the stuff that we've seen from him, but when you think about it big picture and you try not to be emotionally invested, which is very difficult for people to do, but when you're not emotionally invested in the player and you look at what he's had to deal with and the circumstances surrounding him, I think you can say this dude still has a chance to make some plays probably in a different system on a different team, unless the Patriots say we're going to change the plan. And like you said, we're going to put him in as a big slot, which is kind of funky because you got Jacoby Myers in the slot now. So, you know, it it gets a little funky there, but that's how I feel about the journalistic side of it, the talk show side of it. And Harry himself is a football player. Uh, The Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles wrapping it up. We gave you the offense, the 53. We gave you who the MFR was. And we also talked a lot about Nikhil Harry. Everybody, enjoy yourself. Have a good weekend. We'll be back next week. <laughs>